0: So this Sunday, as you remember, it's a Palm Sunday. The churches and children of God are celebrating this Sunday as a Palm Sunday. You know, February 22nd, I think, uh, is called Ash Wednesday at some of the churches and, uh, you know, they would have celebrated Ash Wednesday. And April 1st is the Palm Sunday of this year. And April 5th, 5th is a Monday, Thursday or Holy Thursday. Some of the people, you know, they celebrate, they observe these days. And April 6th is a Good Friday. And April 8th is the Easter Sunday. You know many of the churches, mainly the, you know, the Roman Catholic Church and the Orthodox Church and the, some of the Anglican Churches and even some of the Protestant Churches we all experience or we all celebrate or observe these days in remembrance of Lord Jesus Christ, what he did for us. So this morning I thought it is relevant to talk about the Palm Sunday and what was really going on during the Palm Sunday. So before that, what is the Palm Sunday? So Palm Sunday is the day when we remember the triumphal entry of Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. So it happened exactly one week before the death and resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the Palm Sunday and you know next Sunday we are going to celebrate the Easter, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ So it it is exactly one week before the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ In fact all the four gospels they record the event of Palm Sunday So that shows it is so significant, it is so important event that took place in the history you know at times we, we give more importance to the Easter and Good Friday but we, we may not even realize what was really going on on Palm Sunday so I thought it's just really it's worthwhile to go through what really was happening to Jesus Christ and the people around him on the day when Jesus was entering into the city of Jerusalem It was even before 400 to 450 to 500 years before the birth of Jesus Christ The prophet Zechariah, he prophesied about the Palm Sunday. Can we read that scripture? We can read that from Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. It says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation. Lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, a fall of a donkey. You know, even 450 years before the birth of Jesus Christ, Zechariah the prophet prophesied about how Jesus is going to enter into Jerusalem. You know if you remember on that day they brought the donkey or the colt or the breed of donkey or the little donkey and they laid their clothes on that and asked Jesus, made Jesus to sit sit on the donkey. And a very great multitude they spread out their clothes on the road and other people they even cut the branches of the palm tree and they were you know know, putting all these branches of the tree on the road and making the donkey that is carrying Jesus Christ to walk over them. That the multitude who went before Jesus and who followed Jesus Christ They were holding palm branches in their hand And they were all shouting and saying Hosanna to the son of David Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord Hosanna in the highest They were all praising and worshipping God And praising giving glory to God And they were all acknowledging Jesus as the savior And the messiah so they were praising him and worshiping him. So this even took place as I said exactly a week before the crucifixion that happened. The Sunday before the crucifixion. And today we are in that Sunday. The Prince of Peace was entering into the city of David in the donkey. You know donkey symbolizes peace, not in the horse, horse always symbolizes war, so he was coming as a prince of peace and he was entering into the city of Jerusalem, how this event is celebrated today, you know if I remember, if you all remember back in our old countries, how do we celebrate? When we go to this church, you know, I remember the, in, my, in my younger days when I go to the church on Palm Sunday I can see palm leaves, you know, the tender palm leaves everywhere inside the church and outside the church and when the church, even the children will be holding a cross which is made out of palm branch, palm leaf and they were all holding that cross, they all sing that, you know, songs together and when we, we come out of the church the pastor or someone is standing at the entrance of the church and handing over a palm leaf to everybody those who come come to the church and we all take this palm branch palm uh, palm leaf and go there go home and make sometime you make a cross out of it and put it there somewhere there on the wall and that will sit there and it will dry you over an year and next year it is totally dried completely and then you get a new pro you know palm leaf when you go to the church and you replace that old cross with a new cross right that's what that's how we celebrate palm sunday That's how it is being celebrated even today. Now it is important to understand what was really going on on that Palm Sunday when Jesus was riding on the donkey. In the midst of all the celebration, I want to take you to to a different angle, uh, to a different thinking now. In the midst of all the celebration going on on that day, The master was getting ready for his death You know even though we consider that as a celebration He was you know riding on a donkey to the city of Jerusalem But he was within himself He was preparing himself He was getting ready to die on the cross Because he very well he knew clearly That is he is going to die on the cross You know he realized that he is left out with only few days or only few hours which can be easily counted to finish what he is supposed to finish on this earth. You know the way the master was moving on this earth it is so amazing. You know he was not just dull and you know uh, the way we are. He was busy always. He got only three and a half years to accomplish what he has to accomplish on this earth. And every time when he, he was moving quickly and one place to another place meeting different people and accomplishing everything that he is supposed to do because he was very clear that so many prophecies need to be fulfilled he cannot afford to miss even a single prophecy when he was working on this earth he has to fulfill everything that is spoken by the prophets so he was very conscious and he was moving quickly and he was entering into jerusalem jesus was not really disturbed by the shout of the crowd he was not at all, it was not even bothering him Because he was very focused into what he is supposed to do. Prophecies are to be fulfilled. Even prophecies are to be spoken by Jesus Christ during that occasion. The truth has to be established even within the short span of time. The wickedness has to be removed from the presence of God. And even men and women of faith and men and women of destiny need to be established. Needs to be raised up to propagate the Jesus movement within the short span. Of time, that's what Jesus was worried about. I want to take you to along with him today morning to realize what probably he was trying to do, what he was trying to, you know, what he was thinking and what he was trying to do. I would like to bring your attention to four things which is very important in this context a colt, a donkey, a tree that he encountered on his way to Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem, and the temple that he found in the city of Jerusalem. Four things which is important which is standing out today. The donkey, the colt the tree that he saw on his way the city towards he was traveling and the temple he saw on the he entered into on the city. A colt, he found the colt or the donkey which is tied up. A fig tree he saw on his way but he couldn't find any fig in the tree. A city he saw, but that city was totally, that city that lost its opportunity for salvation. And he saw a temple, and temple that lost itself from the original call of God. So I would like to bring you to your attention to these four things today before we close. First of all, a colt or a donkey which is tied. Let's turn our Bibles to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter eleven verse two and three. Mark chapter eleven verse two and three. Let's read from verse one. Now when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethbege and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent the two of his disciples. Just listen to this, verse two. And he said to them, Go into the village opposite to you, and as soon as you enter, as soon as you have entered it, you will find a cold tide on which no one has sat. Lose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you why are you doing it, say the Lord has need of it. And immediately he will send it here. He is telling his disciples, you just go into the village which is there in front of you and as soon as you enter into that village you will see a donkey or a colt which is tied and you know all that you need to do is go there and untie the donkey and tell that if anyone is asking why are you doing it you tell them that the master is in need of this donkey the donkey has to be untied before Jesus can use that and if you go to that situation exact situation and see there the donkey is tied up there. You know, I just took a little while to think about this donkey, the little colt. Even from till the, from the birth till today, probably it was tied up in, with a pole or with the house. It was looking for an opportunity. Someone will come and untie it, and the donkey is just standing there. Now Jesus is telling the disciples you go and untie the donkey And Bible says no one has ever sat on it It means there is nobody really cared about the donkey It is all that it is just untied there and it is standing there Nobody really worries about what it is, what it does No one has ever used the donkey for anything But Jesus is telling to the disciples you go there and untie it And not only that, he also says, bring it to me You untie the donkey and bring that to me And tell that the Lord is in need of it You know, I don't know what he talks to you today, this morning As we celebrate the Palm Sunday But he tells me something That is, you know, the donkey was tied up with something else And the Lord is trying to untie that You know, in my life, in your life This morning, what we can understand, you know, we are tied up with so many things in our lives. You know, it may be the things which we do every day, our tradition, our you know, routine things which we are into every day. But God is telling that you are tied up with those things. And there is a time which came to that donkey, the disciples went to untie the donkey. you know, I'm sure it was so happy. You know, if we, somebody can, you know, come and untie the donkey and take it along with it, I'm sure it was just jumping all around because it is untied. You know, we need to be untied with so many things which is entangling us. Which is so many things with which we are tied up today. You know, on the other, uh, on the other day, someone was telling to his, you know, his family. He was looking into his parents and telling them, You know, you need to have a freedom to worship God You know, today there are many people They are not having enough freedom to worship God God wants us to worship Him with freedom You know, we need to have the freedom to worship God God is, you know, we cannot be tied down We cannot be bound with our traditions We cannot be bound with, you know, under the control of those churches Under the authorities, no God is giving us freedom to worship We would listen to the word of God From not, need not be just always from the place, from the church It is better to receive from the church We can also listen to many good preachers They are not part of the church They still preach in the radios and in the internet Through various channels they deliver God's messages We should listen to the God's voice, God's message Wherever it is spoken In a clear way, in a proper way God wants to give us freedom The way we worship The way we follow the Lord The donkey was in need of freedom but Jesus sent those disciples To make that free You know today morning God wants to Set us free from those things Which we are with which we are bound You know there are so many things with which We are bound it may be our tradition it may be The things which we follow every Day you know I get up in the morning every Day and I run after my Work and come back and do whatever I need To do in the evening and I go to bed You know we are so much tied up with the way We do things but God is Telling you, I want you to take you aside a little bit. You know, that's what Jesus did when he was living on this earth. You know, every day the disciples they get up in the morning and go with him every day to minister. But then Jesus said, I want to take you to the other side of the shore. Because that's where I can show you the wonderful things what I have in store for you. You know, at times God expects us to take some time aside and sit at his feet. In fasting and in praying for so many things You know that may be the time God can show us wonderful things in our life This morning the donkey which was tied up there Jesus is sending his disciples To untie the donkey I feel that's the first thing he did On the day of Palm Sunday Before he entered into Jerusalem Because he was in need of the donkey Now on his way to Jerusalem If you can go further Mark chapter, uh, chapter the same chapter Verse 11 and 12 talks about something else. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. You know, he is entering into the city of Jerusalem and he is entering into the temple. Now, Bible says in verse 12, now the next day of the Palm Sunday, there is something happening there. When they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. You know, Jesus as I said, he was moving quickly, doing things for God, knowing that very short time is left out for him, and obviously he was very hungry. You know, probably he would not have taken anything until, until morning, from morning, till, till this time, he was very hungry. Verse 12. Now the next day when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. Verse 13. And seeing far afar, a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something out of it, probably to eat a fig. When he had come to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard what Jesus said. And if you can quickly go to verse 20. Now in the morning, probably the next day morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from its root. The second thing that, ha- that happened as Jesus was entering into the city of Jerusalem is that uh, he saw a fig tree with no figs and he cursed the tree saying that no one ent- let no one eat fruit from you and they found the tree is totally dried up. You know Jesus saw a fig tree as he was entering it You know why Bible says that? Jesus saw a fig tree He saw that fig tree, you know he would have seen many trees, he would have seen many other things But Bible records that he saw a fig tree So there is something important there And he also saw the fig trees having leaves So probably the tree is very green You know, normally when the tree is full of figs, it it may not have many leaves. But now the fig tree is having, you know, a lot of leaves. It appears so green, it's having leaves. And Jesus was searching for figs as he was hungry. And, you know, Bible says he found nothing. He found only the leaves there. And Bible also says it was not the season for fig. You know but then still Jesus was searching for fig even though it is not the season and the tree is cursed and the tree completely dried up dried away You know what do we learn from this? You know even though it is written there as it happened when Jesus was entering into the city of Jerusalem what does it convey to us? What does it convey to my life today? The way he saw the fig tree you know there are people in this world they are seeing our lives You know I am known as by my name And if you know somebody like for example Kishan If we know Kishan we know that who he is and how he is You know people you know for every, every one of us We have our own uniqueness the way we do The way we speak the way we you know deal with people It's all different different ways God has given that uniqueness for every one of us but people are looking into our lives. They are seeing us the way Jesus was seeing the fig tree on that day. And what do they see? What did Jesus see on that day? He saw leaves. Plenty of leaves. The tree appears very green. You know, when people look at us, they look at us what? Oh, he's so great. You know, he is well dressed, very clean, very punctual, everything very, very well done. Everything is good. That's how Jesus saw the fig tree. It was so green and you know there is a temptation that thinking that there may be fruit in that tree. You know that's how we appear, all of us. We, The people when they look at us, they look at our external things. What we wear, the way we speak, the way we look, the way we deal things, the way we walk, everything is observed every day. But you know what? Jesus was not stopping there. He was not happy by looking at the leaves and he was not just going further. He was looking, see to see whether he will get something out of it. That's what the Bible says. If perhaps he would find something on it. He was trying to see, find something in that tree. You know, people today when they look at it, look at us, they look at us to see whether they can find that something in us. Not that, you know, we are so generous. Every time we meet people, we give them money. You know, we help them. No, they don't need that. They need that temporarily. But they are still looking at our lives to see whether we have that something in us. Jesus was looking into the tree and he found only leaves. No figs. He found only leaves. You know, there are people get disappointed with our lives. The way we are. People they come to us thinking that we are so great you know we get something out of us But then when they come to us at times they get disappointed Why? The same thing happened to Jesus He was so disappointed he was hungry and he was thinking whether he can get the fig from that tree And Bible says he found nothing He didn't find, he found nothing but leaves You know people are in need, they are in so much of need, especially they are in need of their spiritual life They need so many things to satisfy their soul You know their flesh can be satisfied wherever they go, they can buy things and then you know whatever they want they can do it But there are people looking at us as Christians today, you know we are responsible to satisfy their hunger the way Jesus was hungry on that day, there are millions around us, they are hungry for their souls. You know, the way we can testify today, God has done something to me, they are not able to testify today. Why? Because they don't have trust in God. They don't believe God. You know, if we think about the people who are from our own country, they are coming over here and living in this nation they are inside they are having they are carrying so much of emptiness in their life they are wide in the inside they need something they look at us thinking that i will get something out of this person But then when they approach us The way Jesus was approaching that victory He was totally disappointed There are many God getting disappointed today And going away from us And God is speaking to us this morning And telling us I don't want you to be that like that victory I want you to give fruit I want you to nurture them Those who come to you I want you to give my word And direct them to the cross That's where their soul will be satisfied there that's where their hunger will be removed in the bible also says there was no food because it was not a season for the fig tree so why then jesus is looking for figs it was not a season you can see leaves in every fig tree but jesus came to this particularly to this fig tree and he was looking for fruits you know it shows that there are many people out there but God has chosen you and me today Thinking that he will find something in us so that people will be drawn to the cross And God is expecting us to give fruit You know there is a scripture which says in, uh, in, in 2 Timothy 4.2 When Paul writes to Timothy he says preach the word and be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Preach the word, be ready in season and out of season for a child of God. There is nothing like a season. Every time is a season. You know, I was when I was you know preparing for this, I was really feeling bad about canceling those Bible studies for two weeks, right? Because they canceled that Bible study thing that you know I'm moving to from one house to another house or I'm sick, I don't have time. I was really thinking about, you know, when I read that verse, that's what it struck me. I don't know what it speaks to you today. There is nothing like a season for a child of God. Every time God wants us to be a blessing for someone. God wants us to be a blessing for someone. You know, that's the reason probably Jesus would have come to this fig tree looking for figs. You know, we cannot complain that, you know, I'm not good. I'm not feeling so good. I don't, you know, I'm not, my spirit is so heavy. I'm not ready today. No, you cannot say that. We, A child of God cannot say that. We need to be ready every moment to serve God Almighty. We need to be every you know every moment, in our sorrows, in our deepest, most, most troubles, in our sicknesses, you know, we will be able to serve the Lord. We should be ready to serve the Lord. We cannot say no to the godly things. The victory was telling no to jesus i cannot give you fruit because it's not season and god is not satisfied he is saying that let no man no man eat fruit from you ever again and Bible says the next day morning, the disciples seeing the tree and it is withered away, totally completely dried. This morning, God is speaking to us. You know, before things dry up in our lives, before everything becomes so dry in our life, God wants us to be a blessing for others. God wants us to be a blessing. The seed that God has put into our lives years back, it has to grow. It has to germinate and it has to give shelter to many. It should start yielding fruit to many but God is telling you this morning and me this morning that he is looking for fruit in our life what are we doing to God today what are we doing for God today? What is our commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ today? What is our commitment as we study the you know the death and burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ? What are we committing to the Lord today? God is expecting us to give fruit. Let's move on further. Let's go to Luke chapter 19. As he was entering into the city of Jerusalem, Luke chapter 19, let's read verse 41. Luke chapter 19 verse 41. Now as he drew near to the city of Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it. You remember he was traveling in the donkey. There are crowds shouting at Hosanna and the blessed is the one who comes from the, the name of the Lord. And they are shouting and celebrating. They were all thinking that Jesus is coming into the entering into the city of Jerusalem to establish his kingdom. But Jesus was weeping in his heart verse 42 says if you had known even you especially in this your day the things that make you make for you peace but now they are hidden from your eyes for days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment or a wall around you surround you and close you in, other, in, in on every side And level you and your children within you to the ground And they will not leave in you one stone upon another Because you did not know the time of your visitation Or you did not know the time of your salvation Thirdly as Jesus was entering He was probably sitting you know going uh, He was just uh, you know riding on the donkey In a little high place or maybe a mountain And he is able to see the city of Jerusalem And as he looked into the city of Jerusalem he is saying that it would have been better if you would have known the truth that brings peace in your life. And he is saying that you don't know the peace. And the day will come Then you will be completely, totally leveled down. One stone will not be another, another upon another stone because you don't know the day of salvation you know Jesus Christ came for his own children Jewish people and they refused and rejected him And he is talking about that I came to you know rescue you from your sinful life And you said no to me you didn't accept me And Jesus is weeping over his people his children Seeing that this what is going to happen in the you know during the persecution time In the days which are about to come and even till the end of this earth The city is going to be targeted by so many peoples by so many other countries And he was just crying over that city And he is saying that the truth is hidden from your eyes The truth is hidden from your eyes You know, in our lives that happens The word of God is not clear to our lives at many times The truth is hidden to our eyes The enemy does that, our flesh does that The truth is hidden But Jesus is weeping over those things in our lives And he is saying that in verse 43, you will be surrounded with your enemies And they will build a wall around you and enclose you You know the days are very tough And even the days when it comes When the wall is surrounded with, when the enemies are standing around us Then we we are going to struggle there We are not able to find our way out from those situations And Bible says, Jesus says, you will be leveled to the ground Not even one stone over another stone. You know these are the promises or the curses Jesus is speaking over the city of Jerusalem. What it is going to happen to that city. You know the only reason is they did not know the truth that gives peace to them. And it was 44 end of verse 44 says this is your time of salvation and you are rejecting him and you are not accepting Jesus Christ. He was weeping over as he was entering into the city of Jerusalem on the day on, on the Palm Sunday. Jesus was weeping because they were not accepting Jesus Christ. You know, this morning to you and me, the message cannot be certainly different than what, what Jesus was trying to convey on that day. You know, how many times we reject Jesus Christ? How many times we neglect Jesus Christ? I want to take you to the Proverb chapter 29. Proverb chapter 29, verse 1. You know here he says, Solomon writes this and he says, He who is often rebuked and hardened his neck will suddenly be destroyed and that without remedy. You know many times God is speaking to us to know the truth that brings peace in our life. Into many of our lives God is speaking to us. God wants us to listen to his voice. You know, God wants you to obey to His voice unconditionally, whatever it may be, whatever God speaks to you. Let's turn to Proverb chapter five. I'd like to read a few verses. Proverb chapter five, verse seven says, "Therefore hear me now, my children, and do not depart from the word of my mouth." Proverb chapter five, verse seven, and it goes on and on. It says in verse eleven. And you, are mo- you mourn at last when your flesh and your body are consumed and say how I have hated instruction and my heart despised correction I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers nor inclined my ear to those who instructed me I was on the verge of total ruin in the midst of the assembly and congregation you know he talking about the day that can come in somebody's life And on that day they will look back and see I heard your voice through many ways There are people came and preached your word and they went away I heard your voice You have given pastors and you know church leaders and you know people to preach the word They preached the word of God And you heard those words And they have gone from you But now what is your condition today? You know, in my life too, I listen to many preachers, you know, but then how much I give my life to that word of God when I hear that word. You know, we listen to many voices of God through different ways, through different channels. How much we obey the city of Jerusalem, they didn't obey to the voice of God. They didn't obey, they rejected totally Jesus Christ and the word that brings peace to their lives. This morning God is asking you to obey whatever God speaks to you. Fourthly, finally, Mark chapter 11, verse 15 to 17. Mark 11 verse 15 to verse 17 so they came to Jerusalem finally Jesus came to Jerusalem then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold dows and he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple Then he taught saying to them, is it not written, my house shall be called the house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it a den of thieves. The final thing Jesus did as he entered into the city of Jerusalem, he went into the temple, the temple that lost itself from its original call of God and he had to drive out those who bought and sold inside the temple and he has to do a clean up there the mess that is going on inside the temple you know Jesus would have visited the temple many times earlier he would have seen what was really going on in the temple earlier but the people who are in the temple the priests and the Sadducees and the Pharisees they would have never seen in such a great fury Like that day when Jesus was They were buying and selling inside the temple And Jesus would have preached to them in the temple Saying that you need to seek the way of God you cannot bring those things into the temple where we worship God Jesus would have spoken to them many times but now They have not listened to Jesus Christ Now there is very limited time which is given to Jesus Christ He had to take the whip in his hand And he had to drive those things out of the temple He began to drive out all those, all those who bought and sold And he overturned their tables and seats The place where the truth Need to be preached There is a business planning is going on How do we sell How much we bring And how much profit you get And how much profit I get And how do we share that money The place where God's word Need to be preached It is turned to a place Where people meet and greet And go a place where God has to deal with lives and prepare them for the eternal that place has become a place of entertainment today and God is so angry with those people and he started to deal with them The way he was, he never dealt with those people. Always people have seen him as a God of compassion. Always touching the sick and healing those sick and meeting all the needs of those people. Now they are seeing Jesus with a great anger and reacting in a very quick way. And they would never have have understood. But Jesus is very clear because the place has become, the place has been corrupted. The place where the Holy One is worshipped. Now the world is brought into that place. All that what you see inside the temple is what you see outside in the market. All that what you see inside the church is what you see outside in the theater. It's no way different. God is very angry. He waited patiently for 33 years But now the selling and the business has not stopped in the temple of God You know he is a God who is jealous about his temple He is a God who is jealous about our lives And now he is driving out those things which is not of Godly It is a time for Jesus to drive out those things which is not Godly Today morning as we reflect upon these scriptures, the temple Jesus is talking about is you and me. You know, God has been so patient in our life to drive out those ungodly things from our mind and from our heart. This morning, as he's speaking to us, he wants to deal with us in a different way. The way he was dealing with the children, the, the, the people who are in the temple. But you know what? God is so merciful. Even He today, He is giving a chance to us. He is giving us a chance and to drive out those things which are, you know, spoiling our lives. Those things which are taking away the presence of God, the peace of God from our mind. This morning as we surrender our lives to the scriptures, God is telling us, I want to clean up every mess that you are going through in your life. I want you to know the word that brings peace into your life I want you to pray to that word that brings peace into your life I want to keep you as a blessing To give spiritual nourishment To give blessing to the people who are living next to you That's how I can build my church When you go and speak to somebody Share about Jesus Christ When somebody is in need of prayer You invite the pastor or the church elders And you know ask them to come and pray with you That's how God can meet the people And God is expecting you and me to do that God is expecting us to untie Or to be untied From those things which we are tied up with Whatever we are tied up with this morning God is expecting, God wants to untie everything, those things which we are dealing with in our lives. Shall we close our eyes this morning?